Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. Courtney's one of my absolute favorite people to write with, and uh, in this season, Courtney came to me with a song uh, that she was working on, and uh, it speaks to the season that we're in right now and what our posture needs to be in this season, and so we're going to share that, and then Pastor has a phenomenal word that's going to speak to us, and I know that everyone in this room is expected of what God is about to speak to our hearts. Is that right? Amen.
awesome. How many of you believe God is fighting for you? If you believe that, stand up. Courtney, sing that verse, that chorus one more time. If you need the Lord just to take every issue, every problem, every fight, every battle, I want you to give it to God right now. There are things you've been trying to carry, you can't carry it. Things you've been trying to manage, you can't manage it. But I want you right now, as Courtney sings this over you, I want you just to surrender it to the Lord. Will you do that? You at home, just slip up your hands and sing, honey. I know you will fight for me. Hallelujah. I need only to be still. In quiet trust and waiting, my strength is returning. I prophesy that over you. Here in the secret place, I'm learning a sweeter way. I am content, fully at rest. Sing it one more time. If you need that, just slip up your hand and receive it right now. I know you will fight for me. I need only to be still in quiet trust. Are you claiming that? I said, are you claiming it? I'm declaring in this season, honey, just stand for the reading of God's Word, and I'm going to jump right in. But I'm declaring in this season where the enemy wants us to be overcome by weariness, that the Lord is going to provide peace for your process. I'm declaring that in the mighty name of Jesus, the, the enemy of your soul may be bound, bent, and determined to create an atmosphere of turmoil and anxiety and, and worry and chaos. And the truth is, y'all, these have been anxious times. These are intense times. But I believe that God's peace is going to encounter you and you're going to overcome the drama that the enemy wants to bring against you and you're going to enter into his rest. Anybody want to do that with me? Amen. I'm coming to you today to preach a message that I know the Lord has given me for this moment. I'm coming out of 2 Samuel chapter 17. You by live stream, thank you for being with us. So many of our church people are worshiping at home, and we just love all of you here and at the house. We appreciate you. First, 2 Samuel 17, verse 24. Then David went to Mahanaim, and Absalom crossed over the Jordan. He and all the men of Israel that were with him, and Absalom, who was leading now a rebellion against his father David, made Amasa captain of the army instead of Joab. 
Then Amasa was the son of a man whose name was Jethro, an Israelite, who had gone into Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister of Zeruiah, Joab's mother. So Israel and Absalom encamped in the land of Gilead. Now it happened. When David had come to Mahanaim, that Shobi, the son of Nahash, from Rabbah of the people of Amnon, Mecher, the son of Amiel, of, from Lodabar, and Brazilei, the Gildeite, from Rogalim, brought beds and basins, earthen vessels and wheat, barley and flour, parts grain and beans, lentils and parts seeds, honey and curds, sheep and cheese of the herd, for David and the people who were with him to eat. For they said, listen now, the people, the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Psalms 91 one says this in the Amplified Bible, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and at rest in the shadow of the Almighty whose power no enemy, hallelujah, can withstand. I don't want you to miss that last verse in uh, chapter 17 of 2 Samuel. He said the people are hungry, the people are weary, and the people are thirsty. To me, that describes a lot of people in America today. There is a weariness that has tried to take our land and tried to take many that are in the church. But today, I'm here to place you under arrest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm arresting you today. I'm placing you not under worry, not under anxiety, not under problems, but under arrest. Who's ready to get under arrest and say, God, I'm going to enter into your rest. God's about to release a revelation here and around the world. Slip up your hands. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that you can place us no matter what's going on around us. You can place us under a rest. I release rest and peace joy and victory for your people in Jesus' name. If you receive it, come on, give the Lord a praise. Tell somebody around you, you're under arrest. You're under arrest. This week, I came across this text in verse 29, and it spoke to me so incredibly because what I felt like I read here when I read the words, the people are hungry, the people are thirsty, and the people are weary. I thought it was such a description of people in America and around the world today, and even people within the church. It seems like many within the body of Christ, I'm talking about folks who love the Lord, they've entered into a season in 2020 where they are hungry and thirsty and weary. But I have come today with a word from heaven. I want to preach to you right here and online around the world. I've come to place you under arrest. Some of you have been under pressure. Some of you have been under the weight of struggle. Some of you have been under the weight of problems. You've been under the weight of situations, even under attack. But today, in this season of healing, God brought your preacher to tell you that it's time for you to be placed under arrest. Hallelujah. God is bringing us to a place of rest in Him. And here's the question, who's ready? 
I'm going to ask you again. I said, who's ready to enter into a season of rest? Second Samuel here records one of the most prolific and intense stories ever in the life of the legendary warrior, worshiper, preacher, poet, prophet, the greatest king Israel ever knew, King David. It records some intense times in his life. His own flesh and blood, his own son has risen in the name of Absalom. And this, this young man, Absalom, has hijacked the kingdom from his father. And in this moment, this mighty king, this giant killer named King David, he is fleeing Jerusalem into the wilderness, running for his life. But what I want to point out here today is this. He's not alone. There are those who were loyal to the king. There were those who left the comforts of the palace. There were those who refused to betray the king. Even during this tough season, they wouldn't betray their relationship with David. And they followed him even into the wilderness. Davis went in a moment, it seemed like, from being the most powerful man in the land to fleeing with not much more than the clothes on his back into the wilderness. But I love in this story that there were people who remained loyal to the king even when times got tough. When many people abandoned the king, there were those that remained loyal to the king. Listen, the king we follow in 2020 is not a temporary king of a temporal kingdom, but the king that we follow, his kingdom knows no end and his glory knows no bounds. His name is Jesus and he's not just the king, he's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of Lords. Now, there are several things that I want to show you from this story as I, as I attempt this morning to place you under arrest, as I attempt to pull the stress off of you, the pressure off of you, the things that the enemy wants to launch against you and place you under arrest. Don't forget now, we've already established that there are people who had followed King David into the wilderness. Their allegiance to the king had remained even when following the king required them to walk in a season of discomfort. I wish that I could stand before you today. I wish I could tell you here and online that following the king will always secure and insulate you and provide a reality of uninterrupted comfort. I wish I could tell you that there would never be any struggle when you follow the king, but I love you too much and I fear God too much to lie to you. Because, folks, sometimes following the king will require you to walk through seasons you don't understand. Sometimes following the king will require you to walk through, can I say it, wilderness seasons. See, the king led them into the wilderness. What? Why would the king lead you into the wilderness? It was the king that led them in the wilderness. See, the truth is, anybody wants to follow the king when it's easy. Anybody wants to follow the king when everything is going great. Anybody wants to follow the king when it's joy and peace and you have no bills and no issues and no drama at home. It was easy to follow the king in the palace of Jerusalem, but when it shifted to the wilderness of Judea, that's when the rubber met the road. The question is, what? 
What if King Jesus leads you into the wilderness? What if your victory and your breakthrough and your new dimension and your next season is attached to spending some time in the wilderness? Don't miss this today, precious. The Bible said they followed the king into the wilderness. Now watch this. The word wilderness is a very powerful word. If you transliterate or define that word wilderness, it comes from the Hebrew word, the root word, actually, debar. Debar means to drive, to speak, to promise. Don't miss it now. It's from the word like Lodabar. Do you remember when David robbed Mephibosheth into his house and did good to him even though Mephibosheth had broken and bruised and crippled feet. David brought him in and David was in Lodabar. He was in Debar, the wilderness. But it's amazing to me that wilderness actually means to strive, to speak to, to promise. I don't want you to miss this because there are times, y'all, when God will drive you into the wilderness to move you away from the noise of your own life. There are times when God will drive you into the wilderness and you wonder, why am I even here? But he will push you there to get you away from the noise because in the wilderness you can hear him. God drives you in the wilderness because his intention is to speak to you. And if you're in a wilderness place right now, don't you dare allow the enemy to overwhelm you. Don't you dare give up because I've come to blow the trumpet in Zion. I've come to tell you that God still speaks in the wilderness. Come on now. Folks will act like they don't know you. People that you've been there for won't even call you back. But God will speak to you in the wilderness. Hear me in this room. The word wilderness is to bar. It means to drive. It means to speak to. It means to promise. And I've come today to tell you that even if you're in a wilderness place, every promise God made about your life is still intact. 2020 has not changed the promises of God. It cannot hinder El Shaddai. He is still more than enough. And God will speak to you in the wilderness. Who am I talking to today? Who's glad for a God that'll speak to you in a desert? Who will speak to you in the wilderness? Come on, make a little noise if you're glad about it. God still speaks in the wilderness. He spoke to Moses in the wilderness and gave Moses the assignment of his life and said, Moses, your job is to free people. And Joseph went away with a word that said, let my people go. He spoke to Elijah in a cave in the wilderness and provided him with victory and resources to get him to the next season. He spoke to David in the wilderness at Ziglag after David. David had lost everything. He lost his family. He lost his resources. He lost his cattle. But the Lord showed up in the wilderness and told David, listen, you're going to pursue and overtake your enemy, and without fail, you will recover all. I need to tell somebody right now, maybe you're in a wilderness, but get ready to hear the voice of the Lord. God will talk to you in the wilderness. Y'all, I'm, I feel this in my spirit. Listen, I, we don't like the wilderness, but how many of you say, I'll go if God will talk to me? Huh? I'll, I'll endure a season I don't like if God will talk to me. Now, it's amazing to me 
that as, David, that as David led his people, the king led his people into the wilderness, he began to get help from unlikely sources. Can I just say this in faith? Some of you are about to get blessed and helped and broken through. Some of you are about to get help from unlikely sources. Come on, I, I got about a half, uh, come on. I said, some of y'all about to get blessed from unlikely sources. So, so there were three men that David encountered that blessed him and blessed the people that were with him. And I, when I was looking behind this text, the Lord began to speak to me about the reality that these illustrate what God is able to do. It's not an accident that these men showed up when they did, nor is it an accident when you define their names. The first one who helped the king and his people was named Shobi. Shobi, his name means glorious. And the root word for glorious is glory. In the Hebrew word, the word glory is the kabod. It literally means the weighty presence of God. God was telling them, I, I took you into the wilderness because I not only wanted to speak to you, I wanted to hang out with you. I wanted to make my presence real in your life. I, I wanted to reveal myself to you. You were so distracted by all that you had and so distracted by all that had you. I brought you into the wilderness because I knew in the wilderness you'd get ready to hear me and you'd get ready to look for me. <laughs> See, the devil is so dumb because the devil thinks that when we go into the wilderness, we're going to lose track of God. But when we get in tough seasons, that's when we we say, Lord, I got to find you, I got to hear you, I got to know where you are, and I've got to know what you're saying because sometimes, y'all, God lets us encounter the wilderness because nothing will open your ears, nothing will open your ears to the voice of God, nothing will develop a hunger in you for the presence of God like the wilderness. So even if you're in the wilderness season right now, the devil wants to use it to depress you and destroy you, but not God. God says, I'm about to make myself real to you. Are you about to hear my voice? You're about to encounter my presence. You're going to find out that I am who I say I am, and I can do everything I said I could do. Somebody make a little noise if you want to encounter God in the wilderness. God said, I wanted you to encounter my kabod. God wants you to know that his presence is greater than your problem. <laughs> You missed it. I, I said his presence is greater than your problem. His healing is greater than your sickness. His joy is greater than your depress, de depression. His victory is greater than your battle. Some of you have been carrying the heavy weight of this season. Some of you have been carrying the heavy weight of the world in this wilderness time. And it seems like we've been in a wilderness time. When you, when what you need to do is release the weight of the world and trade it for the weight of God's glory. Trade it for the weight of God's presence. And say, God, I'm not going to carry that anxiety. I'm not going to carry that drama. I'm not going to carry that anger. I'm not going to carry that I quit spirit. But I am shifting it off of me and let the glory of the Lord come upon me. Let the presence of the Lord rise in my life. If you're ready for God to make himself real in you, give him a praise right now.
you watching by live stream, even if you're in the wilderness, even if your family's acting crazy, even if situations are tough, even if you're in a financial bind, I want you to understand God's voice will speak to you and his presence will be real to you because nothing will make you search for God like trouble. Where are the real folk at? Sometimes when everything is good, we ain't praying like we need to pray. When everything is good, we get a little bit quiet and we think we've got it going on. But when your kids start going crazy, when you enter a tragedy, when finances get low and pressure gets high, then all of a sudden you start looking for God. And I need to tell you right here, and you are by live stream. He'll talk to you right now. He'll make himself so real. Don't you dare quit. God's going to come through. Can I give you a word? Can I give you a word that'll make you want to give God a shout? Watch this. God doesn't take you into the wilderness because he intends for you to lose your way. He takes you into the wilderness because he intends for you to find him. Oh, I dare somebody. If he's ever showed up in your wilderness, one, two, three, give him a praise in the house right now. So here they are. They follow David, whose son Absalom has rebelled against him. They follow David into the wilderness, and they encounter Shobi. Shobi's name means glory. But the next person they encountered that blessed them, that made a way for them, that fed them, that brought them comfort, these thirsty, hungry, weary people, his name was Makur. And Makur's name means sold. It means a seller. It literally means to sell out. Now, this is powerful because these precious people had followed their king into the desert. They had left the comfort of Jerusalem. They had left all that behind, and they found themselves in the wilderness, and it was in the wilderness where they met Makur. It's in the wilderness where they met sold out. You know, when you follow your king, even in wilderness times, you sold out. Sometimes God will take you into the wilderness because he knows that's where you really sell out. That's where you say, God, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to keep on tithing. I'm going to keep on believing. I'm going to keep on giving. I'm going to keep on declaring because even in the wilderness, I want you to know I'm sold out. See, anybody can sell out in the comforts of the capital. Anybody could have sold out in the beauty of Jerusalem. But when the Lord took these people into the dilemma of the desert and they stayed loyal to the king, that's a whole nother level. God said, God said, sometimes I will take you into the wilderness because I want you to sell out to me. I want to know and I want you to know that you are sold out no matter what your circumstances say, no matter what your situation says. Uh, is there any Everybody sold out to the king. Come on, God said your comfort, your comfort is hindering your commitment. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. He said there are seasons when you get so comfortable that it hinders your commitment. Your comfort will create containment if you're not careful. Your comfort will, will cause you to put it in cruise control. But God said, I'll bring you into the wilderness before I let you, uh, before I let you get away from me. I'll bring you into the wilderness before I let your commitment to me wane. See, I'll bring you into the wilderness, the Lord said, just to show you that you 
you still need me. <laughs> I'll let you go through tough times just to show you that you can't do it without me. In the wilderness is where you either give up or you sell out. Y'all don't make me come down there. I said in the wilderness is where you either give up or you sell out. There's a real devil, and he's banking on the fact that some of you are going to give up. But I believe that there are some people in this room that have made up in your mind, I ain't giving up. I'm selling out to God. I'm going deeper in this thing. Even in the wilderness where you tell the Lord, Lord, I don't have what I need. I don't have enough peace. I don't have enough strength, enough joy. I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough hope. Come on. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough of anything that I feel like I need. But I'm sold out. I said I'm sold out. See, because once you sell out in the wilderness, y'all, everything changes. Because when you sell out in the wilderness, you're telling the king, leaving you is not an option. You're letting it be known that leaving the king is not an option. Is there anybody here today that sold out to the king? <laughs> Come on. Is there anybody here today that sold out to the king? Let me hear from you. I'm not... Uh, I'm not saying that every day has been easy. I'm not saying that everything has been easy. I'm not saying that it's easy right now. But is there anybody that sold out to King Jesus? I'm not saying that everything is perfect in your family. I'm not saying that every bill is paid. I'm not saying that you've got everything you want. But is there anybody that can say, I'm still sold out to the king? Somebody give God praise if you're still sold out to the king. Tell your neighbor, I'm still sold out. Yeah, yeah, I'm still a worshiper. I'm still a giver. I'm still a prayer. I'm still a believer. I'm still sold out. Listen to me, baby. If you ever sell out to God in one wilderness season, it gives you strength to know that you will make it through the next one. Y'all don't make me throw my shoe at you. I said, if you ever sell out to God in one wilderness season, it will give you strength to know that you will make it through the next one. Oh, can I find a real church that's been on a real journey? And you can say, preacher, it hadn't always been easy, but I was sold out in the last wilderness season, and God got me through it, and he'll get me through it again. That wasn't David's first trip in the wilderness. Baby, David had been in the wilderness most of his life, and God had come through each and every time. I need to find somebody who's even in a wilderness. You're sold out. Make a little noise if you're sold out when you're sold out to the king quitting on the king is not an option when you when you are sold out can I get a witness quitting on the king is not an option is there anybody you ain't leaving the king I need to hear from a few folks that aren't leaving the king yeah yeah even if he leaves me in the desert I'm not leaving the king even if he makes me walk by faith, I'm not leaving the king. Even if I got to go through a tough season, I'm not leaving the king. I'm not turning my back on Jesus. If you leave, you'll leave without me. If you walk away, you'll walk away without me. But he is my source, and he has kept me thus far. Tell two or three people, I'm not leaving the king. Yeah, yeah, if you got to go, go. If you got to leave him, leave. 
see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. But I'm staying with the king. Make a little noise if you're staying with the king. I'm sold out. I'm sold out. Holler at your boy if you're sold out. I'm sold out. Anybody sold out today? Isn't it amazing that the first person they encountered, Shobi's name means glory. It was the presence of God. It was the voice of God that sustained them in the wilderness. And then they meet a man's name who means sold out. But see, there was another man that helped him. And this man's name was Barzillai. The name Barzillai means my iron. It literally comes from the root word that means choice olive. So initially, his name means my iron, but if you keep tracing it to his roots, his name means choice olive. So there are two meanings hidden in his name. It's so powerful to me because the first meaning means my iron. And the people followed the king into the wilderness and encountered my iron. They encountered strong iron. See, here's the truth. God will allow you seasons in the wilderness not to destroy you, but to develop you. God will allow you seasons in the wilderness to show you who you really are, to show you what he placed inside of you. They didn't find their iron, their metal, their steel until they spent time in the wilderness. See, God will take you into the wilderness to show you what's inside of you. It's in the wilderness where you find out I can make it. It's in the wilderness where you find out I can do it. It's in the wilderness of rejection. It's in the wilderness of sickness. It's in the wilderness of heartache that you find out there's steel in me. There's iron in me. God put something into all oh, Jesus. Some people died over what you made it through because God put something inside of you. I, I just dare you right now. If you feel like God has put something inside of you, make a little noise in the room right now. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Huh. When there's steel inside of you, some people don't know what you've been through. Some people don't understand your journey because if they understood your journey, they would understand your praise. If they, if they understood your journey, they would know why. Nobody has to beg you to praise him because when you look at where God has brought you from, something inside of you says, I got to give God a praise because I would not even be here if he hadn't put in me what I needed to survive that season. Huh. Tell your neighbor, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You can be done wrong, but you're going to make it. You can be wounded, but you're going to make it. People can talk about you, but you're going to make it. You can struggle with your family, but you're going to make it. You can be overlooked and underpaid, but you're going to make it. You can survive, I feel like preaching. You can survive long days and lonely nights. You can survive tough seasons. You're going to make it. You can endure being talked about. You can endure being doubted. You can endure facing loss and health crisis. Some of y'all are so worried about the people been talking about you. They've been doubting me, Pastor. They've been gossiping on me. Let me tell you something. Instead of getting mad about it, instead of getting upset about where you've been and who did you wrong, 
get yourself on the phone or text them and just say thank you. You don't even have you don't even have to say why. Well, just say thank you because you know in your heart if you didn't put me in that season in that situation, I wouldn't have found out what's really inside of me. You can say, oh my God, the devil thought you would die in that hard season, but he didn't know that there was iron inside of you. And to the shock of your ex, to the shock of your enemies, and to the shock of the devil, in spite of what you've been through, you are still here, and you are still giving God praise. I dare you to stop right now and praise God for what you already made it through. Even if you're facing the wilderness right now, be encouraged because God wouldn't let you in it unless he'd already put all you needed. He put iron in you. He put steel in you. He gave you the backbone to survive it. Now listen, I love God's word because this man's name meant my iron or steel. But when you trace his name, it also means in the root, the choice olive. And if you know anything about the olive, olive is used to make olive oil. And the olive oil is the chief ingredient for the anointing oil. Oh, I feel like preaching. See, the devil was convinced that you would lose your way and die in the wilderness. But what really happened was this. You found your anointing. You, you, I said you found your anointing. Hallelujah. I haven't liked everywhere I've been. I don't like some places that I am right now. I don't like every season in my life and every circumstance. But baby, in the wilderness, I found my anointing. I found my voice. I found my word. I found my anointing. Hell thinks the devil is going to kill you in the wilderness, but I have come to blow the trumpet in Zion and tell you you ain't going to die. You're about to find you an anointing that's going to give you power, that's going to give you supernatural ability. I dare you right now, are you ready to find a new anointing in this season? Make a little noise in the house. You watching my live stream, it's time for you to find your anointing. You here today, it's time for you to find fresh oil. God took them into the wilderness, not to kill them, but so they could find their anointing. The Bible said in Isaiah 10, 27, it shall come to pass that in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off of your shoulder and off of your neck, his yoke off of your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed and the burden will be lifted because of the anointing. How many of you are ready to find a fresh oil anointing? in this season. If that's you, one, two, three, give God a praise in here. No, no, I can't hear you. Give God a praise in here. Give God a praise in here. Give God a praise in here. I'm walking out of here with fresh oil. I'm walking out of this season knowing that there's steel in my backbone. There's more to me than I thought there was gonna find out as you come through this season that there's more in you than you thought there were. 
you're going to find out that, that there's a new anointing that's going to come on you after this is over. I am declaring that after COVID, I, I kick it out of here in Jesus' name. I'm tired of the conversation. I'm tired of the articles. I'm tired of talking about it. I take, I'll take authority over it in Jesus' name, whatever it is, and I command it to go because I'm telling you I'm not wasting what I've been through, but I'm stepping out of this season with a new anointing, with new power, with new hunger, and new fire. Now, check it out. Check it out. Shobi. Glory helped him. Who's ever been helped by God's presence? Come on. McCurr helped him. Sold out. Anybody sold out today? Come on, make a little noise if you're sold out. I'm looking for some people that are sold out. Come on now. The third man that helped him, his name literally means iron, steel. And his name also means to, to, to the, the choice olive. So wave at me if you're claiming steel in your backbone. Come on. The ability to stand and fresh oil. Wave at me if you're claiming fresh oil in this next season. Now watch this. I love this in the text. I love how it transitions and moves because here David is. He's the king, and they followed the king. Tell your neighbor, say, stay with the king. They followed the king into the wilderness. They left the comforts of the palace. They were in a season that they didn't anticipate coming. David's son Absalom has literally rebelled against his father. He has done unspeakable, terrible awful things. He has rebelled against his father and David is fleeing. The king is going into the desert, into the wilderness, but there are people loyal to the king who said, I'm going to stay with the king even if he leaves me in a time I don't understand. And the Bible says that these three men, watch what they did. They brought beds and basins, earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour, and parched grain, and beans, and lentils, and parched seed, and honey, and curds, and sheep, and cheese of the herd for, for David and the people who were with him. For David and the people who were with him. For David and the people who were with him. For David and the people who were with the king. For David and the people who were... People were starving all in the wilderness in Judea at that time, but they had honey and curds and sheep for the herd, and it happened for the people who were with the king to eat. I came to ask somebody here today, are you going to stay with him? Are you going to stay with the king? Tell your neighbor, I'm, I'm with the king. Yeah, yeah, right up in the middle of the wilderness, they, they, didn't just get, they didn't just get a few grapes. They didn't just get a couple dates. They got beds. Beds, 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 and basins. Come on, basins were what they were used to bathe with. So they got a bedroom and a bathroom. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. They got a buffet. They got everything they needed because they stayed with the king. I came looking for some people in this season that are gonna stay with the king. Tell your neighbor, stay with the king. Yeah, 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 I don't matter who leaves, you stay with the king. I'm looking for some folk that'll say, Pastor, I'm staying with the king. One, two, three, make a little noise if you're gonna stay with the king. I'm not quitting on the king. 
high five somebody and say, I'm not quitting on the king. I hope I, listen, I hope you came with him, but I'm just slipping into my old preacher way, forgive me, but tell somebody, stay with the king. If you're social distancing from somebody else, just holler at them and say, I'm staying with the king. Everything I need will be provided if I stay in with the king. If I need healing, I'm with the king. If I need peace, I'm with the king. If I need joy, I'm with the king. If I need breakthrough, I'm with the king. If I need more power, I'm with the king. If I need a new season, I'm with the king. If I need money for my bills, I'm with the king. If I need direction for my life, I'm with the king. I'm with the way maker. I'm with the miracle worker. I'm with the promise keeper. I'm with the way out of no way. I'm with Isaiah's Prince of Peace. I'm with Isaac's Ram. I'm with Job's Redeemer. I'm with the Messiah. I'm with the one who can't be stopped. I'm with the one who can't be hindered. I dare you to shout. I'm with the King. Maybe I don't deserve help, but help me cause I'm with the King. Maybe I don't deserve healing, but heal me cause I'm with the King. Maybe I don't deserve provision, but provide for me cause I'm with the King. I need somebody right now that's with the King. Give the King a praise. Stand to your feet all over this room. One, two, three, give God a shout. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say you just stand there if you want to. But I gotta give God praise. Because in spite of what 2020 has been, in spite of what I've been through, I'm with the king. I'm with the king. I'm with the king. And I got a feeling everything's gonna be alright. Cause I'm with the king. Yeah, Jesus. Tell somebody around you, say neighbor, say blessings will come your way, even in the wilderness, as long as you stay with the king. One, two, three, give God a shout. Give God a shout. Give God a shout. Give God praise. You're under arrest. I said you're under arrest. I said you're under arrest. You're not under pressure. You're under arrest. You're under anxiety. You're under arrest. Now just stand up because I'm gonna finish preaching. But I feel this in my spirit. There's some great law enforcement officers that come to our church from every racial demographic. And I've talked to them many times. And I want you to thank God for the good law enforcement officers that are part of Calvary. You know who they are. They protect us here every Sunday. And the very best of a law enforcement officer, the good ones understand that their highest call is this. Their highest call is that of a peace officer. That means when they operate at their highest level, they restore if need be, and they maintain the peace. 
I had a, a, a law enforcement officer tell me today, Pastor, we go in to serve and protect our community. We want to maintain the peace, and we, wanna, we, wanna, we want to restore the peace. So today I'm going to put a spin on something. Today, because I want to put you under arrest. Today I'm not going to just be your preacher. Tell your neighbor, he's my peace officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would let me be your peace officer today? Oh, I got about five. I said, who wants Pastor Rayleigh just to step up here and become your peace officer? Make a little noise if you want me to be your peace officer. Ah, Jesus. So I'm coming today to place you under arrest. Tell your neighbor I'm under arrest. I came to church today with an agenda, and I'm going to place you under arrest. But I found out that I can't put you under arrest until I Mirandize you. I have to Mirandize you. Many of us know what that is because we watch Law and Order. Come on, we watch those crime programs. And you know when you Mirandize somebody, some of my policemen in here know what I'm talking about. You, you say to them, you have the right to, to remain silent. So I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to Mirandize you. And I want to say over you, you have the right to remain. I don't care who gives up, you have the right to remain. Some people may not like it, but child of God, you have the right to remain. Somebody raise your hands and say, I have the right to remain. Say, what you talking about, Pastor? You have the right to remain joyful. You have the right to remain in the midst of COVID. You have the right to remain healed. You have the right to remain victorious. You have the right to remain blessed. You have the right to remain free. You have the right, I feel like preaching. You have the right to remain whole. High five somebody or holler at somebody and say you have the right to remain. Oh, Jesus, you ain't quitting. You ain't stopping. You ain't giving up. You have the right to remain. Watch this. Silent. What does that mean? That means that some of the drama that you've been speaking to, some of the conversation that you've been in, there are some things you don't have to respond to or answer anymore. There are some attacks that are just plain beneath you. Sometimes the best thing you can do is shh. Sometimes the best thing you can do is shut your mouth because I heard the old timer sing, if I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. I said, if I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles, you have the right to remain silent. You say, why preacher? Because anything you say, can and will be held against you in a court of law. How many people are contained by their conversation? How many people are in prison because they got their mouth in gear and they are speaking doubt and fear, anger, negativity, and gossip? How many people have been incarcerated by their conversation but your words are framing your life? So from now on, stop speaking doubt, stop speaking fear, stop speaking anxiety, but begin to speak life, begin to speak peace, begin to speak victory, power, hope, and restoration. Are you ready? Then he said, the Miranda, the Miranda is somebody, then you would go on to say, you have the right to talk to a lawyer. 
and have him present with you while you are being questioned. If you cannot afford a lawyer, if you cannot afford a lawyer, y'all don't make me come down there. If you cannot afford a lawyer, one will be appointed to represent you. Oh my Jesus. I want to tell you that when the devil attacks you, the word devil means the accuser of the brethren. You have a lawyer that you could have never afforded. His name is Jesus. You have a mediator. You have a daysman. You have one who is seated at the right hand of the Father and he ever lives to make intercession for you. Ah, tell your neighbor I only survived because I had a good lawyer. I only made it through because I had a good lawyer. I only made it through because I had a good Lord Jesus. Come on, I ain't saying I wasn't guilty. I wasn't saying I didn't do the crime, but I had a lawyer that was so good, he got the charges dropped. If he got the charges dropped, I dare you to give God a praise in here. No, that ain't gonna do. If he dropped the, he got the charges dropped, give God a praise. And here's the last thing I want to show you. The officer said you can decide at any time to exercise these rights. Some of y'all have been defeated. You've been in the wilderness and you think the devil has been winning, but the devil is not winning. They're stealing you. Come on, there's no anointing in you. And if you're ready to exercise your rights, one, two, three, give God a crazy praise. I said give God a crazy praise. I said, if you're ready to exercise your rights, his report says I'm healed. His report says I'm filled. His report says I'm free. His report says victory. After a law enforcement, a peace officer, and I've been your peace officer today. After that peace officer Mirandizes that person that he's placing under arrest, after he Mirandizes them, he looks at them and he says this, do you understand your rights? That's what a peace officer will do. A peace officer will say, do you understand your rights? The only thing that will stop you from being put under arrest this morning is you failing to understand your rights. They'll do all right with that. Is that how it happens? Do you understand your rights? Do you understand that you have the right to call upon the name of the Lord? Here he is. Now David is the king. He's leading his people into the wilderness. Y'all ready? We're going to make sure we learned. What's the takeaway? Wilderness means to speak. It means to promise. It means to drive. God said, I drove you into the wilderness. I let you cry a little bit because I want to speak to you. Speak, oh, speak, Holy Spirit. Come and have your way. Speak, oh, speak. Holy Spirit, here I am. Here I am. 
God has allowed the church even to enter into a wilderness season because he wants to talk to us again. He wants to speak to us again. I'm listening. The first person I encountered was Shobi. Shobi means glory. It means presence of God. Who needs God's presence? God in the wilderness, I can make it if you're with me. So I release over you the glory of the Lord. I place you under arrest. Then he encountered Makur. Makur's name means sold out. Slip up your hands. I'm arresting you today. And I'm telling you, you will not give up. You will sell out. God's going to make himself real. Barzillai, remember him? Hold up your hands. His name means my iron. His name means anointing, fresh oil. I'm declaring over you, there's steel, iron in you. Huh. You're not going to perish. You're not going to sink. But you're going to find out God put something strong in you. And you're going to walk out of this season with a new anointing. Come on. Or you're going to walk out of this season with fresh oil. We say yes. If you'll say yes, come on. pastor put me under a rest. Now I know our nation is sick. I know there's been so much unrest in America. And I was studying 
And I was reminded of this fact that the human body can't heal without rest. You say, what does this have to do with the season of healing? The human body can't heal without rest. I've had some physical issues that I've dealt with this year. My doctor, Dr. St. James, who's been my doctor pretty much ever since I came here 20-something years ago, she will ask me, she will say, Pastor, because she knows the schedule that I keep. She says, she says, Pastor, are you resting? Because you can't heal if you don't find rest. I'm declaring that God is releasing rest over you. And he's going to heal every issue in your life in the next season. Somebody reach out there and claim it. I declare it over you. I declare it over you by live stream. I bind every work of the enemy that would place you in fear, that would place you in anxiety, that would place you in worry. I declare that even now as you're entering into his rest, rest about your future, rest about your purpose, rest about his plan, rest about his process, rest about your finances, that even as you enter his rest that healing flows here and around the world online if you receive this word and you're going to leave under a rest one two three as pastor troy comes i want you to give god praise for his word thank you for joining us for today's message you can continue to be a part of all that god is doing here at calvary christian center you can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can give at calvaryfl.com give we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.